0: assume that your communication is the issue is the safest way to do it mm-hmm. because you have no control over their communication or how they receive your communication. Mm-hmm. You only have control over however you receive and you give. So if I assume I'm the problem, mm-hmm. even though that may not be the case, if I assume I'm the problem then I'm going to do everything I can, if I'm in a position where I'm doing everything I can mm-hmm. to reach out to them, even going to their playing field and communicate in their playing field, then in, on my side, I'll win um, in, in communication.
1: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast, where our mission is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy our cup of coffee. Real quick, before we get started, I wanna invite you and ask you to share this episode. Somebody that you know is gonna get value from this. So go ahead and hit the share icon wherever you're watching this. If you're listening to this on the podcast platform, go ahead and send it as a text message to somebody and recommend that they check out this episode of the podcast. Today, we're gonna be talking about barriers to progress. It's going to be worth your time and investment to listen to this. And if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe. We have over 150 other episodes, tons of information for you to follow. And and on top of that, just for you, our subscribers, we have a brand new episode every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Only for the subscribers. If you're not a subscriber, you won't get it. Uh, Brand new episode every morning, every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And we want you to be a part of it, so make sure you subscribe so that you can get all the latest information. You can find out more by visiting our podcast page, lockdoc.net slash podcast. Make sure you get there. All of the links to the subscription platforms are there for you. Now, what we're going to be talking about today, barriers to progress. Our very own Sam Gray is joining me for conversation today. And uh, as always, it's a blast, even more so uh, that we've integrated some little... Uh, spice to the conversation by integrating some of our culture index and personality assessments into the conversation. That's what we're going to be talking about today how you can get together and grow and drive progress even when you have differences of opinion. I know you've dealt with that before. that's the topic of conversation today. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for this conversation.
0: We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make.'m sipping on latte. And it's time for a coffee break. It's
1: time for a coffee break. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, welcome to the podcast today. This is gonna be this is gonna be kind of like a old school throwback. Okay. Right. When we first started the podcast a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. uh, which actually we're we're right at like two years, maybe three I don't even know. Anyways, a couple of years ago when we started the podcast we had conversations about this. So this is going to be, this conversation is going to have a lot of uh, what maybe I would consider to be some family business, right? We're yeah. going to talk about some yeah. of the stuff we've been working on in our organization, um, and really from a practical sense. So uh, we'll, we'll break down some of that and what we're talking about. But the topic that we're going to be addressing really is uh, barriers to progress. So I think within any organization, and there's a sign over my shoulder, I believe, that says "always improving," and that's somewhere that's, over there. Somewhere over there. There, there, that's a kind of a mantra that we work off of. And as a matter of fact, actually, I have a, a, a cuff that I that I wear every day, and it says "always improving" on it, as a, as a mental and physical reminder that we want to constantly constantly be working towards progress. But there are barriers to that, especially when you have a group of people, right? Mm -hmm. So progress for you is different than progress for me, and how we approach it and navigate through it are completely different. And I think this is going to be you know, we were just chatting about this a little bit before we started recording, and I I really I, I intend for this to be helpful and beneficial for our listeners from a sense of understanding maybe frustration that they could be dealing with within their organization or within somebody that they're constantly communicating with and trying maybe to make progress, but they keep feeling like it's failing. Right. And let's talk a little bit about why that would be the case. So let's set a little bit of a baseline, okay? For years within our organization, we have used personality assessments to understand people. At the beginning of 2021, we went hardcore in with a platform called Culture Index, which is uh, a – significantly different scientific method for understanding how you communicate, understanding yeah. how you see the world. It's like what I what I and this is this is definitely not their is not their pitch, but it's yeah. to me it's Myers-Briggs, strength assessment and Enneagram buried into one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where the oh, benefits yeah. of all those things you can you can kind of drag it together. So we've been utilizing this and uh, one of the things that we did horrible or that we did poorly, I guess, with, uh, with Myers-Briggs is we didn't take the time regularly to talk about what it right, meant and yeah. how it impacted us. Yeah. And so uh, with Culture Index, we've made it a part of our culture, right? Yeah. It's part it's, of our conversation yeah. every day. And so – Part of the context and the reason that I wanted to set that up is I'm going to imagine through this conversation we're going to throw reference to that, right. um, and I've told people multiple times, you know, hey, this this is this is kind of our new hammer, everything. This yep. is how we fix everything. Mm. But it is it's man, it's so powerful and impactful, and it's changed the way that we all. I think that we all communicate with each other mm. because we now have a different calling card. And as a matter of fact, you have your card with you. Come on now. Come on, Sam. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's in my phone. Our crack uh, graphics team here put together culture index cards, trading cards. There you go. And so it's basically the ability for uh, people to communicate and understand, hey, let me see your card. Let me show you my card. We now have the ability to communicate um, and understand where our deficiencies are. Right, right. Hopefully I've set that up, an explanation up enough uh, to know. And it's funny because with Sam – He's like, yep, yep, that's fine. Just explain that away. <laughs> yeah. Sam and I uh, share zero traits. We are literally opposite across the board on our yes. trait with the exception of logic. Right. We both have zero empathy. Right. Outside of that, we approach things very differently, mm. which when trying to make progress can be exponentially amazing or horribly bad because you can hit walls and barriers. Yeah. So now I've talked enough. What is what does that mean to you when we say uh, r- barriers to progress and how you know how we can utilize these types of things? To yeah, so it?
0: unless uh, like you said we me and you are complete we we share no traits. So on one side it means that we're always seeing things differently and therefore we're always um, have two different perspectives. In how things should be done, and even our goals can can be two completely different things. Mm -hmm. But in the same way, all bases are covered in terms of Mm -hmm. um, in terms of perspective, in terms of uh, you know, there are certain things that I'm good at seeing, and I'm good at. Um, at understanding, and there are certain things that you're better at seeing and better at understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are some of it, you know, you typically can see farther down the road than I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I typically can see every little detail that could go wrong mm-hmm. better than you could. So, mm-hmm. so when that, having that conversation, we can either use that to our advantage, mm-hmm. or we can use we can uh, allow that each to other frustrate each other very, very <laughs> badly. So that's important to understand. One understand what who who is across the table from you, Mm -hmm. um, but also understanding um, you know how you can use that to your benefit.
1: Okay, so now we've talked a little bit of philosophy. Let's get practical because this is something that I I have really been working on is talking very vague and ambiguous and broad, and then not actually realizing what's going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Here recently, Mm -hmm. uh, we we were uh, identifying an area in your department that. Um, we felt needed to be improved on. Mm-hmm. And so you and I had a, were starting to have a conversation about it. And I was we literally, we were just talking about this before we got yes. started. And I I applauded you because you know, you've been a part of our team for eight years now, right? Mm-hmm. So we've had these types of interactions multiple times. And the typical scenario is, hey, Sam, let's work on this. And I could I could see that you would get defensive. Now, you may not see it as being defensive. I approach it as being defensive. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we either battle it out, one of us walks away frustrated, or both of us walk away frustrated, yeah. or we both kind of just back away and go, okay, well, maybe this is not a good time, and then we just kind of kick that issue down the road right. until later. Yeah. Why is that?
0: Uh, I think, uh, I mean – it, that's a tough question to answer, <laughs> but uh, that may just be because of my culture index. Just, but <laughs> just throwing you on this podcast. But, but um, I mean, I think mostly it's because we we get frustrated. We either feel like the other person is never going to see things our way. A lot of it's trust. You mm-hmm. know, trust is huge, yeah. um, and we play a part in both um, other people's trust of us. But um, mm-hmm. also, we we have a part in how much we can. Uh, allow ourselves to trust others. Yeah. So I think that's a huge part is, is making sure that relationship, like, you know, when I do get defensive about things, which is a lot, mm-hmm. um, I also have to step back for a second and un- understand that you're not, uh, you're not my enemy. Mm-hmm. We're both on the same team trying to accomplish a goal. Now, um, maybe you're wrong in some areas and I just need to figure out how to show you that, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're not my enemy. So, um, you know, you know, you know, Basically not not shutting down a certain path because I disagree with it, you know, yep. being open-minded um, and understanding that everyone in this company, and I, one of the things that we were talking about earlier is like one thing I've learned is the greatest idea. If you look at the greatest things we've made I've made progress in my department, yep. in the purchasing department, they all came from people who knew nothing about purchasing. The um, uh, the the idea we had in the warehouse mm-hmm. to maximize space mm-hmm. came from Luke Hansen, who was an access control project engineer, and we were we were setting up shelves a specific way, mm-hmm. and he just stood there and like, "Why are you setting up that uh, setting them up that way? Why don't you just set them up this way?" Mm-hmm. And We're like, "What? Oh my gosh, that's amazing!" And so, like that that kind of taught me too is that that um, you are actually. Very, cl- every everyone in their own realm is mm-hmm. very close-minded. With they have a specific lens that they put on that that forces them to see things in a specific way, mm-hmm. you know. And that comes out of personality, that comes out of experience, that comes out of a lack of trust. But um, but other people ultimately see things in a different way than you, and that is a strength for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there are weaknesses involved. So, but but understanding that. That you, having done things the way you have done for however long, mm-hmm. can't, will never be able to see things the way someone coming in fresh out the gate. So um, it is easy to shut those people out because they don't know anything about what you do. Mm-hmm. But actually, that could be the one thing that you're missing is that you see things too much um, yeah. the
1: way you've always done them. Well, not to go too culture index on you, sure, but and and we probably should get royalties for talking about culture index so much, but yeah. part of the reason for that, everything that you just said mm-hmm. is um, is one of your ingenuity score. Yeah, is you are very focused on the the tools that you have at your disposal based off of your experience, yep. and two, your your uh, high D side of things, which is saying that things are very black and white. Yep. And they're very finite. This is the book, and this is how we do things. Correct. Um, we just need to do it better about this book. So the big thing on that is, I you know, at this point, identifying that, and yeah. then when you come into a situation where you may feel like something needs to be fixed, or maybe you don't even see the fact that it needs to be fixed, having somebody that can come in from the outside that has high level of ingenuity and is yeah. somebody that's going to be on the lower D side. Can look at those things. So, uh, you know, the, the Luke situation that you just mentioned, Luke had, knowing Luke, he was high ingenuity, right? Yeah. So he looks at everything with, hey, let's just go ahead and flip this whole room upside down because we can probably figure out a different way to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That is opposite of the way that you see things. Exactly, yeah. So bringing somebody in with that opposite opinion and understanding that they're not coming in to make your life more difficult, but they actually can work together for improvement, for progress – is ideal. Yeah. yeah. So the, the two things that I wanted to to add on to everything that you were just saying there, and maybe not even add on, but just bring to the table, is um, one of the things that I have taken. And this is from a book that I've read recently from, from Brené Brown uh, called Dare to Lead. She references, and it's the the one of a few things that I took out of this book. and It is assuming positive intent. Yeah. Whenever you come into a situation, and especially when it's pointing back to progress, a huge barrier to progress is assuming ill intent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, going back to our example earlier, hey, Sam, here are some things. Let's, let's work on these things. If you approach that conversation that I have ill intent just to be frustrating yeah. to you or to make life more complicated, then your defensiveness is going to come out in a completely different way right? Yeah, because you assume if you're assuming ill intent versus positive right, intent. Yep, if you're assuming absolutely. positive intent, then we go, hey, you know what? Okay, let's unpack this. Maybe, it's, maybe the answer is I don't have time to unpack it right now, mm. but, but let's unpack this because, yes, I, I agree, we need some improvement. The other component that I've had to learn is on the, the folks that have the high D structure in our organization is the way that I bring uh, ideas for change or progress to them I have to be cautious about not to make them feel like I'm attacking the quality of their work. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because sure. right. that's one of the factors with people uh, that, are, that are in that high D. You have a high level of conformity, which is great, and yeah. you, you, you follow rules and structure, which is great, and you need those types of people. But they also can be very defensive if you say, hey, you can do this better or you can do this differently. Yeah. Well, no – this is the way that my work is supposed to be done. Well, we've built this foundation for
0: so long, and you're basically like, "Hey, let's just bust this up." And mm-hmm. but, like to us, that's the that is our livelihood. Correct. You know, that's that's literally what we stand on. And you're like, you know, you're just gonna take it away. Yeah. Which to you is exciting, mm-hmm. but to us is terrifying.
1: So the the cool thing about that is that again, just those two things right there. Whenever you come into a conversation with somebody, and this is kind of where, like, whatever you utilize to understand how people see things, and and some people may just pick it up intuitively over time, but regardless, when you're having a conversation with somebody, understanding where they stand on those situations, when we say barriers to progress, that can be an immediate shutdown, right? If I came in and just said, you know, which I wouldn't do this, but come in there and say, Sam, everything in here is horrible. I can't believe all of this stuff is done this way. We have to throw everything out of the window and right. start all over again. Yeah, because because whatever you've been doing is just not going to work. Yeah, like that's an immediate shutdown. Yeah, you you, you you've already yeah you've already started bringing the bricks out to build the wall up. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Approaching that differently and saying, Hey, here's some areas for progress. Let, when can you when do you have time to, to work through this now that's yeah. that's the problem that I never I never give people that right yeah, flexibility. yeah exactly <laughs> I just realized that but anyways, yeah. it's
0: more these? like hey here's some issues uh, we're doing this right now <laughs> what are you doing hang up the phone
1: uh, that's hilarious um, n- and definitely not intentional but uh, but that can be a barrier to progress yeah, if, yeah. if not met with that same understanding sure okay so
0: again no, but it was funny though now that you mentioned that yesterday we were talking about something and then you, about 20 minutes into the conversation you're like were you doing something <laughs> were you in the middle of something uh, cuz I never stopped to check but anyways that was that was very funny
1: We understand the frustrations HOA board members and property managers face when deciding the best solution for their HOA and pool security Should we use a keypad hand out keys, or install a keycard system? Do we even need cameras? These are some of the questions that are difficult to navigate and we're here to help. At LockDock Security, we've spent over 20 years working with homeowners associations and property managers to find a system that best fits the pool and HOA needs. Camera systems for the front gate or front entrance, keycard systems for the pool gates, or simply updating the gate so that it meets safety and code compliance. We like to take the guesswork out of the process to answer any questions and help find the right solution. Our mission is to help you protect your people and your property, and that includes pools. Contact our team today to schedule your free consultation for your community. So we were working through this, trying to trying to work through a, a, a situation, understanding um, that, and through that, through that situation, we were, we, I, instead of being vague and ambiguous, we were trying to figure out a better way to, like, let's see, we were identifying some areas in the warehouse that needed to be cleaned up and organized. Right. And as we navigated through that conversation, we landed on our return shelf, things that yep. needed to be returned back to vendors. Sure, or yeah. So we, we've now navigated 22 different paths through this conversation. Yeah. And we land there. And, your res—I—I I, I think the conversation was, wh- "What do we need to do to get this fixed?" And yep. your response was very definitive. Mm-hmm. What, what was it? Do you remember? I'll make it up. It was something. Sure. It was something along the lines of, "We, there's no way to fix this. There's too many different variables, and there's no way that yeah. we'll ever yeah. be able to solve this problem." Right. Uh,
0: to that extent, sure. I'll—I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that.
1: There was a lot of hand-waving and stuff in yeah, the yeah, middle yeah. of it. There too. were a lot of definitives and hand-waving. I'll, I'll give you that. And and I would assess some defensiveness. Sure. Yeah. And if you were to break it down, so ultimately the the progress that I, that was trying to be made was we need to better manage these resources. Yeah. But the approach was this is bad. Right, yeah, yeah. Your response is? Well, it's
0: bad because yeah, yeah, well, and that, I think that's because in my in my mind in my in my even my personality I've I already know it's bad, mm-hmm. so you have given me no new information, you have just added we're getting rid of it, and I'm like, we're getting rid of your process, so it's just that <laughs> there are there were so many variables in my mind, but interestingly enough. Mm-hmm we sat down and we started to write those variables down. Yes. And as we wrote it down, we created a path Mm -hmm. and we realized there weren't that many gray areas. There weren't that many variables. There were, there were a lot of scenarios that fit into very few variables Mm -hmm. or, or they could be approached very few ways. So there was a black and white process, you know, as, as we actually dug through it. So we just had to approach it from a, um, a different medium, you know, a, get a big whiteboard out and start yeah. drawing arrows and squares and circles. Mm-hmm. And we realize, oh, well, okay, we, we can actually tackle that. We can do that. We can make that better.
1: Pointing back to the topic of the conversation of barriers to progress. So I'm, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to walk through that a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm also, ch- you know, again, we're talking kind of family business here and sharing this, but it, with an effort for our listeners and viewers to say, okay, I've experienced that at a certain level. Like yeah. I've I've recognized that this needed to be fixed and I went to that person and they just totally flipped out on me. Like they right. totally got defensive. Right. Or, you know, maybe the flip is, is is, hey, I you know, I understood that this was a problem, but I couldn't very I couldn't figure out a way to, to yeah. solve it. Yeah. And I think one of the interesting things when you look at and again, this is not a pitch for Culture Index. It's just simply the the language that we use to kind of to understand these types of things. So we start back with understanding positive intent. So if we both start from that from that angle, and yeah. we we both understand, actually, our goal is yeah progress, and we're, our goal is to have a better organization. Our goal is to do these things. Yeah,
0: yeah, and understanding positive intent, and understanding that the person approaching you about this issue could have the key to, yeah. could potentially give you the best idea you've ever had mm-hmm. to that. They may, may or may not, but yeah. if you shut them down, you get nothing. Yeah. So understanding that they have positive, or assuming they have positive intent, mm-hmm. understanding they could have the key to all of your issues.
1: Yeah, and and also recognizing, I guess, the brainstorming activity or the yeah. the, the process of working through something like that is enjoyable for some people, and it's not for others. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Right? If you can... And then when you get to the point and say, hey, again, from an awareness standpoint, we have an issue. It feels overwhelming. I feel like I don't know exactly where to start. Right. The natural intent or the natural uh, inclination would be that you kind of take that burden on yourself, right? Yeah. So you just said, I already knew it was a problem. You're not telling me anything new. Yeah. I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. You're not, yeah, you're, you know, we've been here. We've been here. So the next big, I think, big step is how, when you, when someone gets to that point, and again, I'm, I'm trying to cl- uh, cl- connect our listeners in, but when we get to that point, how do we identify and recognize, you know what, we need to bring somebody in that has these skills that is a, maybe an outsider but has a higher ingenuity that can think outside the box, maybe challenge the, the process as it is or whatever, yeah. to, to come together and say, help us solve this problem versus burdening it. over Because that's a barrier to progress, right? Yeah. When, when you're the only one that's tr- – and I've struggled with this a lot as well in a sense of trying to take on all of the – like taking on a burden of working through all the processes myself. But once I interject other people, you know, mm-hmm. interject other people that could point out the failures or point out the the, the things that I've overlooked, yeah. once you bring that together then and having an open mind to walk through it, yeah. that is the key to progress. Yes. Yeah. But it starts with, one, understanding the key players that you can bring together that have that information. And then, two, working at a level of assumed positive intent because yeah. people... So that people aren't feeling challenged. Yeah. Because that's a natural indication yeah. for certain. But also uh,
0: assuming positive intent, but also not holding anything back, which that's that's a balance that's hard to keep. And we're, you know, learning. We're, we're even learning that. Mm-hmm. But um, th- you can only have an open mind if you know that people are going to listen to you and you're not going to have um, – there's not a detriment to you sharing what is on your mind. Yeah. If you don't feel like anyone's going to listen or what you say is going to matter, mm-hmm. you won't say any, or well, certain people won't say sure, anything. Yeah. You may say something. Mm-hmm. I probably won't. Yeah. If I'm in a meeting and someone asks questions and I don't feel like what I say will actually affect the room, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say a word. Yeah. Uh, because that's useless, that's wasteful, yeah. you know, that's not even, that's not efficient. Yeah. So, the you know, but so you have to learn how to be able to have an open mind. But also, again, like we're saying, some people won't receive the information you're giving them the way you think that they will. So we always assume that people hear things the way we say them. Mm-hmm. But um, assume, don't assume assume positive intent. But don't assume that that they're taking everything you're saying exactly the way you're saying it or in your mind. Yeah, because you understand exactly what you're saying, but they may not. So, um, being able to have healthy conflict, conflict is good. arguing even can be used well. Um, but it also can, can be, you know, be the actual barrier behind not making progress. Mm -hmm. So, um, one big part of that is when someone comes to you and says that you stink, says that you suck, then you have to take that in stride and understand like they're, you know, they're my team member, mm-hmm. even though what they're saying seems like they really don't have an open mind, mm-hmm. but they actually see an issue with my org- with the way I do things. Yeah, and I need to try to understand that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, in in addition to yeah, realizing where you sit on that on that scale of is this do, does this seem like a, an area that I would get defensive on, or is this something that I can yeah. I can easily Bring you into this conversation to make progress, right? Because just on the opposite side of that, where you may see that as an attack or get into a defensive mode, somebody else you may bring and you may bring something to another individual that would be on the opposite side of the scale, yeah. and they're going to be like, "Oh, ah, I have been struggling with that. Can you help me fix it?" Yeah, like they're going to re- they're going to embrace it. Right, right. Like, hey, right, yeah, right. help me figure this yeah, out. Yeah, folks on the other side. Yeah. Nope, this is my territory. Don't touch yeah. it. And so I think, you know, moving forward on that barriers to progress, when we run into those barriers, when we run into those blockers at times, I, I would venture to say that people would feel like um, they'll, they'll take, they'll see somebody that is becoming defensive and they'll call them territorial, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Sam's just being territorial this is just his area and he's just you can't talk to him about anything because he's territorial sure, yeah and that's not necessarily the case it's just the way that you see things the way that you approach things is a little defensive sure, where yeah. somebody else it's just the opposite side of the thing realizing that at at the point of the conversation can be a game changer right the other interesting component that I have uh, and, and you and I would both struggle with this a lot but the other um, the other thing that I've become keenly aware of is a bit of a uh, lack of empathy or lack mm-hmm. of uh, maybe emotional intelligence. I don't know what you would want to refer to it as, but yeah. if I. one of those hippies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I would walk into a situation like that, I'm full bore in. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited, yeah. I'm jacked up, I'm ready yeah. to get something solved. And it takes me, you know, uh, 20, 30 minutes down this path before I even realize that, oh, Like I didn't, the emotional intelligence didn't quite kick in yet, and I didn't even realize that I was coming across wrong. So I'm like, uh, I'm I'm learning, and I'm I'm understanding this, and so that that was where we were talking about earlier, trying to draw this back to the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, where I came in, and I at a point sensed that you were becoming a little defensive. Yep, and I I didn't quite understand why because I have I'm coming in here with. We're going to solve the world's you problems. You have the best idea that's ever been. That's <laughs> the best idea. I just thought <laughs> the, about the it. The coolest thing ago.
0: in the world you brought to me, and I'm getting defensive about it. I don't understand.
1: Um, but uh, but then, because you know, again, trying to draw up that a, a bit of emotional intelligence and saying, oh, hold on a second. Sam's getting a little defensive. Yeah. Let me, let me fix that first so that we can make progress because yep. very frequently my lack of understanding there is two hours later going, yeah. oh, Sam seemed like he was a little agitated I, I did <laughs> and I never recognized it's
0: it. and it's funny you say that because I think even today I had a conversation the tech came and gave me an idea mm-hmm. of what he thought was what should be done this in this thing which you know maybe right maybe wrong but mm-hmm. we had a conversation about it and uh, that emotional lack of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. uh, kicked in obviously but you know he left and I realized like I didn't recognize his idea as, you know, I didn't say thank you for giving me feedback. Mm -hmm. I didn't say, you know, I didn't even, I don't even know, maybe I did or didn't acknowledge that the idea was even remotely good. Mm -hmm. I just started explaining data to him, which to me is the correct response, you know, (laughs) is here is a question and this is my answer for that question. But, you know, after he left, I'm like, he may never come back to me with the Mm -hmm. question because I don't even know if I acknowledge that. Like I wanted him to ask the question.
1: Yeah. So uh,
0: you know, understanding that, like, he may have been like, "Well, that was useless." That I felt like I just typed in something on a computer and hit enter, and then it responded, and that was use, useless. You know, the computer is not going to change his mind. So, so understanding that, um, if you want to be a team, you have to, you have to, you know, understand. I don't see things like I see only data, but other people. You know, and that, that that is a detriment to me in some areas. So, mm-hmm. you know, being open to that like so we have to point out your failures yeah. regularly. Yes, <laughs> correct. So but but that's the thing is like me me saying, Hey, thank you for that feedback. Even even if I don't fully agree with his idea or I mm-hmm. think they're honestly most of the data I gave him probably didn't even help the conversation. Sure. It was just data I felt I had to share. And he was probably completely overwhelmed with mm-hmm. the with the data. Mm-hmm. And so, so having to understand that, you know, hey, thanks for that feedback, you know, you know maybe ask questions about it or, or do that, but I don't have to necessarily, I don't have to respond the way I always want to respond.
1: Can you copy this key? That's a question we get asked about 3,422 times a year. And how can you actually be sure that the person who asked that question is supposed to get a copy of that key? Well, we think you should always know who can copy your keys to your business and your home because it could be your neighbor, an old employee, a contractor, or even worse, your mother-in-law. At LockDock Security, we believe in protected key systems, so you always know who has a copy of your key. To find out more, visit LockDock.net or stop by our Charlotte location. LockDock Security, helping you protect your people and your property. Didn't you have a, a a nickname at some point called Encyclopedia Sam? So, at some point it was Encyclopedia did, Gray. Yes. Encyclopedia. Where did that come from? I
0: thought that you had it because it was oh. Encyclopedia Brown. You know, was the, oh. is the very smart guy with the book? Is that in the, in the books?
1: That, I came up with that. That can't be me.
0: Somebody did. I think maybe somebody came up with it and then you we we built latched onto it. Yeah. You were, you, you marketed it. I like that. You were the marketing. Well, I got to bring that back. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't, just,
1: you, you just said, I, I just, necessary. I just regurgitated all this data and I was like, like an encyclopedia. And then it clicked that we had yeah. that whole thing from before.
0: Yeah. Encyclopedia. Cause it was funny too, cause gray is a color, brown is a color. So. I, I see the correlation. It was, it it just, was clever. Yes. Yeah. Huh. That's still my contact name in Zach's phone.
1: Okay. So it was a
0: thing. Yes, it was a thing. Interesting.
1: Okay. Um, Dan, uh, who edits this podcast, make sure we get that clip down and send it out to everybody so we can make right. sure we get that, that, that nickname brought back to Marketing the... Marketing scheme needs to come back to Okay, barriers to progress, uh, understanding how people receive information, understand how people um, are relaying information. Yep. Those are major factors. And if you can't fit, if you can't identify that you will struggle with progress yeah. because it's either going to feel like you're forcing change down people's throats yeah. or you're going to feel like nothing I say matters and I can't get anything done. So those are mm-hmm. both going to just really kill progress. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I want to kind of bring this conversation to a close cause I think just in that as a whole, it's it can be very valuable for anybody that that's that's dealing with those. A couple of tips and tools: Myers Briggs, mm-hmm. Strength Finders, DISC assessment. Yep. Those are all good. Uh, Culture Index is a good one. Uh, Enneagram can help as as well. Understanding how people see things, understanding how people communicate. Yeah, it's getting that uh, like one of the things that I, you know kind of piecing all these together, one of the things that has stuck out to me a few years ago, I had an opportunity to visit uh, Ramsey Solutions in Tennessee, mm. and they're they're really big on the DISC, uh, D-I-S-C yep. yeah. thing, right. um, which I, yeah. Uh, if you walk around their office, they all, outside of their offices or at their cubicle or wherever they're at, they yeah. have their DISC profile. Really? Yeah. So when you approach it, yeah. It, it's hard for us to do that here because yeah. not everybody has a cubicle or whatever. So right. that's why we did the. Well, you
0: remember training. when we did the retreat? Yeah. We all got like. Yeah, the Myers Briggs. Yeah, we did our Myers Briggs, and we all got little placards to put in front of our as we discussed yep. these things.
1: And it changes. Yeah. The conversation. Yeah. Because we can now say, well, this is why Sam no, is yeah, of course frustrating. So. Yeah. Yeah, this is why Sam is frustrating me. Let me... Uh... <laughs> but it, anyway, I guess go back to... is Those are some tools that I would definitely recommend because it's going to help with communication. Yep. Um, it's going to help understand that and get some clarity across your team. If you take it and then embrace it and and fold it into your culture, mm-hmm. now it changes the conversation. Yeah. The big takeaways that I've gotten is when you bring an idea to somebody or you bring a fix with somebody, how are they going to receive it? Yep. And secondly... The, the really – I think the powerful thing that I've learned in the last six months with this has been realizing my own failures of communication being too vague, trying to communicate to individuals and um, maybe come across a bit intimidating where I can get sure. them to say yeah. yes. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what needs to be done, right? Right. Yep. And they go, huh huh But they don't because I, <laughs> didn't, clear- <laughs> I didn't clearly give them sure, yeah, yeah. where we were going and how yeah, to get yeah. there. Right. But I did commit, convince them to shake their head, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the biggest thing to do there is assume that your communication is the issue is the safest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Because you have no control over their communication or how they receive your communication. Mm-hmm. You only have control however you receive and you give. So if I assume I'm the problem, mm-hmm. even though that may not be the case, if I assume I'm the problem, then I'm going to do everything I can. If I'm in a position where I'm doing everything I can mm-hmm. to reach out to them, even going to their playing field and communicate in their playing field, then in on my side I'll win um, in, in communication.
1: Dan Dan said I'll use him as, a, as another example for the second time, and I know he enjoys public praise. Yes. Um, so the uh, earlier today we – because we're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, We had our all team meeting this morning and one of, I love verbal communication, hence this podcast and all these things. Right. I had to stretch myself to write up a document. Like it was a full page document. Did you see all the words that were on there? There was uh, so many words, Chad. And, (laughs) and I, I, I was talking to Dan about it and I said, you know, did, did this document help communicate the message? And he said, the, the thing is that if it only was effective for people that needed it that way, then it was worth it, right? Right. Half of our team, the, they were in the trash. Yeah, and it's not valuable. But the ones that needed it would have missed the message the other way Yeah. if I would have just verbally communicated. Yeah. For the record, I loved it. See, I did it yep. just for you, Sam.
0: Yep. I knew, what, I knew if there were any questions you were going to spring on me during the meeting, they were right there. All the answers right there. Yep. So I could go, oh, okay, thank God.
1: And, and see, prior planning prevents poor performance was not even one of the answers on there, but yet it was one <laughs> of the responses. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, that was great. That's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, always a great conversation. Yep. Barriers to progress, a major factor of that is assuming positive intent yep. and uh, working through improving your communication style to impact the other individual rather than forcing them to come to your communication style. Yep. Cool. As always, Sam, thank you for joining us. Awesome guest, as always, takes us back to the old school days where it was just a couple of us sitting in a room and having a conversation about these types of things, how we can get better as an organization and grow. Thank you for joining us today. Again, a reminder, if you haven't already, make sure you share this episode with somebody. They'll get value out of it, and they'll thank you for it. They may even send you an Amazon gift card. You never know, so go ahead and share this episode with them. Find out more by visiting our website, lockdoc.net slash podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next Tuesday morning at 9 a.m.